More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, bad connections. How do you know if a relationship is healthy? And what can you do if you're in an unhealthy relationship with someone that's important to you? We're going to help you cultivate healthier connections. 877-573-782. They want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body uh, reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN, Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, Bad Connection. We're talking about unhealthy relationships today on More to Life. How do you know if your relationship is healthy or not? And what can you do if you're in an unhealthy relationship, with, especially with somebody who's important to you? Let us help you cultivate healthier connections today on More to Life. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Are you in an unhealthy relationship with someone you care about? A spouse, a family member, a friend? How do you know if a particular relationship is unhealthy? And how can you respond to those unhealthy parts of a relationship in a graceful, godly way? What can you do when your attempts to heal an unhealthy relationship are met with resistance or even fail altogether? Let us help you create healthier connections with all of the people in your life. And again, that number is 877-573. 7825. Again, that's 877 573 7825. Tell us about those relationships that you're wondering if they're really as healthy as they ought to be and what to do about it to make it stronger, healthier, holier. And what about if you have someone in your life and you see that they are in an unhealthy relationship, that they are being harmed some way, emotionally, spiritually, or worse? we can help you figure out what can you say what can you do if anything at all let us help you whether it's you someone you love someone you're in relationship with somebody you care about because you know (sighs) sin's kind of everywhere and it's rough to do relationships well in a lot of different circumstances so let's work it out today and bring some grace and new skills into those situations 877 573-7825. You know, you, you were mentioning, you know, if, if someone we care about is in an un, what, what seems mm-hmm. to be an unhealthy relationship, uh, that, that, I mean, that's especially painful when we're talking about our adult kids. Um, but whoever, you know, if you're concerned about your own relationships or someone else's uh, and you're not sure it's really as healthy as it ought to be, let's talk about how to address that and hopefully take those relationships to a healthier, holier place. 877 7825 every day on more to life we take a look at the topic of the day 
through the lens of St. John Paul's theology of the body. And folks weren't aware of what that is. Um, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections when he was Pope, went over about five years actually, that looked at how we can discover God's plan for leading a more abundant life and having healthier holy relationships by prayerfully reflecting on God's design and creation, especially of the body. The theology of the body reminds us that we are actually made for relationships. As God says in Genesis, it is not good for man to be alone. But sin constantly threatens to make all of our relationships unhealthy in one way or another. And science tells us that unhealthy relationships are worse for our overall health, including our physical health, than things like smoking or being overweight. When possible, God wants us to cooperate with his grace and work to heal the damage sin does to our relationships. That's what building the kingdom of God involves. Likewise, when a relationship proves impervious to that grace, in whole or in part, we're called to set boundaries that bring attention to the wound so that it can either be healed or we can prevent the infection from spreading further throughout the body of Christ. Yeah, and that, that's, you know, that's something that we don't tend to appreciate, um, the, the, the need to you know, certainly work with people who are willing to work with us to make our relationships healthier. But when that's not possible for some reason, then yeah, setting those boundaries, it's not just a good psychological uh, action step. It also does exactly what you were saying, Lisa, prevent that infection from either being spread in a deeper way through the body of Christ, or at the very least, or, or, or very best, I think, um, bring attention to the wound that needs to be healed. But the theology of the body tells us that a healthy godly relationship is one that's rooted in the desire for each member in that relationship to work for each other's ultimate good. And it's characterized by what St. John Paul called mutual self-giving. In other words, in a healthy relationship, everybody involved gives everything they can uh, to help each other become everything they were created to be in this life and get to heaven in the next. And that's especially true of healthy marriages. Uh, by contrast, an unhealthy relationship, any kind of relationship, whether it's a marriage or family or friendship relationship, is one that's characterized by one or both people in that relationship using each other in some way, treating the other as a project that needs to be fixed instead of a person who needs to be loved, using the other person as, as a means to an end, or consistently creating obstacles to each other being the whole healed, godly, grace-filled persons that they're called to be in this life and getting to heaven in the next. So, you know, Christian relationships are meant to be more than just having somebody to hang out with. Um, it, it's meant to be the primary way that we challenge and call and support each other in becoming what God created us to be in this life and getting to heaven in the next. And if there's any relationship that isn't doing that for some reason, you know, ideally we want to bring that relationship to God and ask him to teach us how to respond to those challenges so that those relationships can do what Christian relationships are supposed to do. And, and if, they're, if, if for whatever reason the other person is resistant to doing that with us, to working on that with us, uh, to making that relationship healthier or holier, then our obligation is to set boundaries that, as you were saying, Lisa, either call attention to that wound so it makes it harder to ignore and easier to heal, or set boundaries that uh, prevent that, if you will, spiritual infection from spreading 
throughout the body of Christ are becoming even worse. And, you know, we're, we're usually willing to do this for our own physical well-being. We were talking to a friend of ours last night who ended up, you know, she was telling us being patient zero on a tick-borne disease that they had never heard of before. But when she went into the ER with a 104 fever, they said, oh, it's the flu. And they just sent her home. And she was heading home, and she was saying to her daughter who was driving her, no, this is not the flu. I know this is not the flu. This is something else. This is not okay. I'm going to die if they don't listen to me. And they took her back to the ER and advocated for her health. And today she's alive and well, and what they discovered about her illness is now saving lots of other people who have come down with the same illness. But she knew she just couldn't take no for an answer from the doctors that she saw. She had to push. She knew. Often, if we're trying to heal a problem in our spiritual, emotional relationships, we take no for an answer when somebody says, oh, that's just that's just you. Oh, you have a thin skin. Oh, it's just because you're religious. Oh, it's because you're wounded. Whatever that is, we end up taking no for an answer because we don't realize that advocating for our relationships is equally important, if not more so, than advocating for our physical health. But if you're not sure how to do that or help somebody you care about do that in their situation, we are here for you today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. We're talking about unhealthy relationships or relationships you might uh, suspect to be unhealthy. And uh, let's bring those relationships to the Lord now, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, and, and the, the Son, Son, and, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, your servant St. John Paul reminds us that we were made for communion. We were made to be in relationship. Um, but sometimes those relationships can be unhealthy. And every relationship is affected by sin in some way, either our own sin or the sin of the others in the relationship. And so, Lord, we bring to you today all those relationships that we are concerned may not be as healthy as they could be. We ask you to give us the wisdom and the compassion and the grace that we need to be able to respond to those unhealthy parts of our relationships in ways that help them become healthier and holier through your grace. And in those relationships with people who are impervious to those efforts to make those relationships healthier, we ask that you would show us what boundaries to set so that we could call attention to those wounds and make them more likely to heal or at least prevent that infection from spreading throughout your body. We ask all of this, Lord, so that we can build your kingdom and strengthen your body through the health and, and grace of our relationships with all the people in our lives. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And in the name, in the name of the, of the Father, Father, the, the Son, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. And we are taking your calls today on our show titled Bad Connection as we talk about unhealthy relationships. Uh, how do you know if a relationship is healthy in general or specifically in a particular area? Or what do you do if you're in an unhealthy relationship with someone who's important to you? Or is someone you care about in an unhealthy relationship and you're not sure how to support and help them? Let's talk it out together. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Adam, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Missouri. On 
Covenant Catholic Radio. Hey, Adam, welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, thanks mm-hmm. for taking my call. Sure. Um, I'm in a relationship. I've been in with her for three years. I've got a 12-year-old son. With I'm her or with driver. someone else? With my yep. ex-wife. Okay, so you have a 12-year-old son, and now you've been in this relationship for three years with another lady, and it says on my board she's your fiancé. Is that the case, or is she your girlfriend? Fiancé. Fiancé, okay. And it seems that she she holds some resentment because I try to spend a lot of time with him when I'm home because I only get home every two weeks. Mm. And it's just, she's a great woman. She's been there with me through a lot of trials and tribulations of my own. Um, I wouldn't be where I am right now without her. But it just seems like when we are together, we seem to argue and just she... She just holds it over my head all the time. About the time you're spending with your son, you mean? Yes. Is is she included in that? Is it is it you and your son and her, or is is it just you, know, you and yes. your son? Like what, what? It's all three of you. Yes. So what is she saying that you should do? I'm just curious. What what, what what's what's her she solution? She feels here? like she feels like that. There's no just us connection. And when you are home, I mean, obviously you need to spend time with your son. He came first. But what are you doing to build the relationship with her? Are you getting dates with her? Are you staying in good contact with her when you're not home? Are you building that relationship as well? Or, you know, if if you are... I call her every day. Okay. Okay. I, so, every so go, morning go. when I get up to start driving, I, I call her before she goes to work. Yeah. And, of course, I can't talk to her during the day because she's an uh, insurance agent and she's on the phone all day. Sure, sure. But, uh, Adam, go back to the question I night. asked you originally, though. Like, what, what, what is it that she's saying you should do? She, She's not really saying anything. She just kind of clams up. Says, okay. we're fine. Well, yeah. Um, all right. So, so I, I, I'm going to. I like gonna, that word fine. No. No, it's, you know it's a big passive aggressive tagline. Fine. Right when there. somebody says I'm fine, what that really means is I'm used to being disappointed by you. That, that's really what it means. Now, now, and, that, and, and so, um, it, I guess what I'd like to, I'd like to suggest as a next step, you, you saying to her, listen, I, I, I love you, and I want you to feel like you are you know, the most important thing to me, um, but, uh, but my son you know needs me you know i i i i you know he's been through this divorce i need to be there for him what is it that you're proposing that we do so that i can get the time that you need for i can give you the time that you need and deserve from me and still be a good father to my son you know really i could just pose that to her and 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 if she's a healthy person you know this is a challenging thing for any relationship i mean and as a as a long haul trucker who's only home every you know every couple of weeks um, you know, that's, that's hard on any relationship, right? And so, you know, she has a right to ask for what she needs from a relationship to be fulfilled, but she also has to reckon with the fact that, that she's chosen a man who has a son and that, 
young man has to come first um, because he, you know, he deserves to have his dad. And having gone through that divorce, you know, you, you don't want somebody to come along and take him away, take you away even more. So I, I have some concerns about the relationship based on what you describe here. But I think the next step would be kind of just directly saying to her, look, I, I want to be able to give you what you need from me. Uh, I need to be present to my son and be the father that he deserves. What are you suggesting I do? And if she clams up and says, oh, nothing, we're fine, then I would suggest to you that this is a relationship that's run its course. You know, if, if she's able to sit down and, and pray with you about this, um, you know, and the way I'm suggesting praying about this is saying, you know, Lord, you know, we both know what we want. We, we both, you know, I know what I want. She knows what she wants. Help us to figure out what you want and how you want us to resolve this problem and help us to take care of each other while we do figure that out together. You know, if she's willing to pray with you about that, as I was suggesting, if she's willing to talk with you about this and brainstorm solutions so that you can be the father that your son deserves to have and still give her what she needs, then great. That's a healthy thing. You know, this is a very challenging situation for any situ for any relationship. As I said, you know, we actually do a lot of work counseling uh, long-haul truckers uh, because the rela that place is such a strain, such a strain. on marriage and family lives. Um, so I get it. On the other hand, you know, th this relationship may have run its course if she can't do that work with you or pray with you about that or be honest with you about the solutions or make space for your son. Um, it, it, it's not, even though she deserves to have what she needs from a relationship, it's not appropriate for her to ask you to, to not spend time with your son. So I would suggest the next thing is to have that conversation and be praying about her together, as I was suggesting with this, but also start praying about whether this really is a relationship that can continue. And I really hear, Adam, that you're like, I wouldn't be who I am now without her. Well... I'm glad she was there for that time to help you be your best person. But being your best person truly means being a godly father to the child that God has entrusted you with. And he has a right to, to, your, to, to you. Yes, well, and, and you won't really be your best self if you're, if you're not fulfilling that mission that God gave to you. So you would need to be able to put boundaries around any relationship that was keeping you from being your best self especially for your son. All right, Adam, thank you so much for the call. I, I, and if there's more we can do to support you once you've tried to have this discussion with your fiancé, then uh, let, you know, reach out back to us again, and we can talk about some next steps from there. All right, with that, we have to go to break. But when we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about unhealthy relationships. Are you in a relationship that you wonder if it's as healthy as you'd like it to be or it should be? Or you, do you care about somebody, maybe uh, your adult child or a friend who is in an, what you think is an unhealthy relationship and you're not sure how to support them? Whatever the situation is, we want to help you out today on our show titled Bad Connection as we talk about taking those unhealthy relationships to a better place. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 Five seven three seven eight two five. In addition to taking your calls, when we come back, we'll be talking with Anastasia Northrup. She is the founder of the National Catholic Singles Conference, and she'll be talking a bit about healthy relationships and dating. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues right after the break. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. Finding health care for yourself and your family can be isolating and confusing. 
That's why the Catholic Health Alternative, CMF Curo, is offering Christ-centered health sharing for individuals and families, along with new wellness services to help heal and restore your whole person, spirit, mind, and body. Visit cmfcuro.com to find out more. That's cmfcuro.com, where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. I come from the other side of the tracks. See? My uncle used to have slot machines. Put one nickel in and it emptied. And I brought him home in a bag. And my mother looked at me. Where did you get all that money? I said, I won him. You didn't win him. He fixed the machine. I didn't care if he fixed the machine or not, you know? EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network, I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, Bad Connection. We're talking about unhealthy relationships. How do you know if a relationship is healthy? What do you do if, or if your relationship isn't as healthy as you'd like it to be? Or if you're worried that you're in an unhealthy relationship with someone that's important to you? Or for that matter, if someone you care about your adult child, a friend, or relation is in a relationship that you know is, or at least suspect is unhealthy, how do you support that person? 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Anastasia Northrup. She is the founder of the National Catholic Singles Conference. You can learn more about that at nationalcatholicsingles.com. But she's here to talk to us about those times when, well, the relationship is unhealthy and we might not even know it. Hey, Anastasia, welcome to More to Life. Thanks so much, Dr. Ray. Good to be here. So, so when you're dating somebody, I mean, can, can that relationship be unhealthy without us even necessarily being aware of it? And, and, and how, do, how do we test that? Sure, yes. Um, well, with, when it comes to dating relationships, I find that one big area that people can kind of fall into is being in a relationship that, that is uh, controlling and even to the point of being um, emotionally or verbally abusive. And if you're not familiar with that, you might not even realize, you know, what that looks like. And so, um, or on the other hand, we can also be controlling and manipulative. And even when it comes to, let's say, family members and you know, like, what's going to push their button or what's going to, like, if you say a certain thing a certain way, you'll get your mom to respond a certain way, have a certain reaction. And and so I think that um, when we look at our relationships, with somebody, if there's if things are if you're feeling um, used or like un, the person is uh, 
trying to control you or even if you don't know it's controlling, but you're like, okay, well, how come I can't be with my family and friends so much? Or how come they always want me to, you know, be with them or always know what I'm doing all the time or dress a certain way or be a certain way? You know, it's good to look at that and say, okay, wait, with the theology of the body, part of that is just receiving the other person as they are and, you know, making a gift of yourself, but also allowing them to be who God created them to be. And so um, I think that that's very important when you're in the dating phase, right? You're not engaged or married yet, and you're just like, okay, if I'm discerning this relationship, do I feel free to be myself? Do I feel free to, um, you know, am I... Am I who God's calling me to be. Myself? Exactly. And so that can be really hard when you're dating somebody and you're like in love and you're like, okay, you know, but there's this problem here. You know, it, it takes some good discernment and the courage to to address that because you don't want to be stuck in a relationship for the rest of your life that is where you're being controlled and manipulated and nor do you want to be that person that is well and i I think it's also important in that discerning process to ask yourself do they accept my influence as much as i accept theirs is there a mutual respect a mutual sense of self-donation a mutual receptivity if they're doing all the things you're talking about anastasia but when you say anything about them they're like no i'm perfect i'm fine everything's fine it's just you boy is that a red flag oh for sure and sometimes i think it's the other person wants to make you into the image of of who they want for a spouse instead of who you really are and and that can be a big danger too idealizing the other person and thinking oh they're this you know, and trying to make them that when they're really not. And so maybe it's just not a good fit then, not a good connection. And, you know, and I think that's why it's so important to be praying together about what God wants for this relationship from the beginning, especially if you're dating, to really say, okay, Lord, you know, we give you this relationship and we ask you to teach us how to be who you want us to be for each other, whether that's friends or something more, uh, but help us to really respect who you're calling each of us to be and really see what role you're calling us to play in making that happen in our lives. And the more we're able to do that every day and really listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit, the clearer we can have a sense of what God's calling that relationship to be. Hey, Anastasia, thank you so much for being with us today. It's always a pleasure talking with you. And if folks would like to learn more about your work, they can go to nationalcatholicsingles.com. That's all one word, nationalcatholicsinglesconference.com. And we are taking your calls, listeners, at 877-573-7825. We're talking about bad connections today on More to Life. Those those relationships with the people that are important to us that, that might not be as healthy as we'd like them to be. Maybe they, we feel frustrated at that person's presence. We feel uh, you know, kind of squashed around them or just not sure how to make it work. Let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Again, that number, 877-573-7825. Let us help you have a healthier relationships and support the people you care about. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. There's so many issues that need to be discussed when we're looking at this continuing problem of mass shootings. At the heart of it is what's going on with the human person, though. Father John Mercado brings up deaths of despair in great detail in his beautiful Rescue Project series. Or so many young people now, or with that survey pre-COVID, were talking about how desperate they felt, how lonely they felt, how isolated they felt how suicidal they felt. And then we had a recent survey come out from the CDC looking at a similar case with young girls. 
and this feeling of desperation and loneliness that despite everything they had access to and what they could do with their bodies, this so-called freedom, the world's version of freedom that's shoved down our throats every single day, they're still not happy. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. How does the Catholic Church regard the economy and social justice? The Catholic Catechism states the development of economic activity and growth in production are meant to provide for the needs of human beings. Economic life, first of all, is ordered to the service of persons, the whole man and the entire human community. Human work comes from persons who have been created in the image and likeness of their Creator God, who commissions them to prolong the work of creation by subduing the earth both with and for one another. Work is a duty, says the Catechism. St. Paul writes, If anyone will not work, let him not eat. Work honors the gifts and talents God has bestowed on his creatures. Work can be redemptive when its hardships are placed in union with Jesus. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. Do you need to have an important conversation with someone? Here's a tip. Do twice as much listening as talking. Don't do it as a technique. Listen because you're genuinely interested in what the other person thinks, what motivates them, and what their goals, concerns, and needs are. Successful conversationalists may not agree with everything the other people say, but they're careful not to rush to judgment. They ask questions. They show real care and concern. They look for points of agreement to build on. They don't try to change the person they're speaking with, but they do look for ways to be a positive influence while deepening the relationship. Christians call this approach accompaniment. To learn more about being an effective listener, especially when it comes to building a better relationship with your adult kids, check out our book, Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, or visit catholiccounselors.com. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today our show is titled Bad Connection as we talk about relationship challenges. Are you in a relationship that you're wondering, you know, is this as healthy as it ought to be? You know, maybe you've identified certain problems that you're trying to work through and you're not sure what the next step might be. Maybe you're wondering if the relationship is one that uh, you need to set boundaries on or even end. And when I say relationship, I don't just mean romantic relationships. I'm talking about friendships. I'm talking about family relationships, especially as we're coming up on Christmas. You know, we're dealing with a lot of people and personalities that uh, we successfully avoid the rest of the year. (laughs) Um, But, you know, then we start running up against those those situations. Now we start uh, having to ask ourselves, do I have to set some boundaries around the holidays? Do I have to have some conversations in the week or two here before we see each other that would make this visit go better than the last time we saw each other? If if thinking about having to do those holiday get-togethers with a particular person or group of people makes you wince a little bit, makes you wish you could just stay home or be with other people and you didn't have to deal with it, but you just keep pushing it out of your mind and 
you know, wrapping those Christmas presents and moving ahead because it has to be this way. But you know that you're not going to be comfortable. You know that you're not going to feel great afterwards and you're going to be heading home thinking about all those things, all those comments, all their behaviors. And you're thinking, ah, this isn't good. That may mean that there's some stuff that's unhealthy in that relationship. Doesn't mean you have to cut everybody off and change your whole life. It means you have to work on those things, either within yourself so you can handle them better, or helping that person work through some of their stuff, or just setting some boundaries in the relationship so it works better for you and doesn't take you down for days on end. Let's talk about it today, whether... It's those things coming up for Christmas or, you know, as as Adam was saying in our last call, it's something that's coming up all the time and you've got concerns. Let's help you today. Give us a call on More to Life, 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Whether you're concerned about your relationship with someone you care about or... You have someone you care about who's in a less than healthy relationship. We're here for you. Again, the number 877-573-7825. If you're listening via podcast, you can also shoot us your questions via email. The address is questions at more2liferadio.com. That's what the number two, questions at more2liferadio.com. Before we take our next question, it's time to uh, celebrate an anniversary it is. We want to send out congratulations to another very cherished member of the EWTN radio family. Oklahoma Catholic Broadcasting is celebrating 12 years with us now on 12 stations throughout Oklahoma. Congratulations to our friends Kathy and Jeff Fennell and your whole team at Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Say, Oklahoma Catholic, Catholic Broadcasting from all of us here at EWTN Radio. God bless you guys. Keep the great work. And folks, wherever you're tuning in to EWTN, make sure you're supporting your local EWTN Catholic Radio station to keep EWTN Radio going strong for decades to come so we can keep supporting you, because that's really what this is all about, supporting you and living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. Again, we're taking your calls, though, right now at 877-573-7825. We're talking about relationships. And, and how do you know if a relationship is healthy? What can you do if you suspect there are some unhealthy parts to a relationship or the relationship itself is unhealthy? How do you support someone you care about who is in an unhealthy relationship? 877 573 Seven eight two five. Let's talk to our next caller who's listening to EWTN Radio in North Dakota. Hi there, listener. Welcome to More to Life. Uh, I know you want to remain anonymous, but you're welcome on the show. What's up? Good morning. Um, yep. Good morning. Teresa. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, what can Teresa? we do for you today? Oh, I'm surprised that the first caller gets through when I called in. Uh, well, two things. Uh, like you said, there's Christmas coming up, and I've got four grandchildren coming to visit. Uh, three of them have a disease called galactosemia, which affects their mental, emotional, physical development. And uh, the oldest of them uh, has got like a 46 IQ. And the other family, uh, one person, he's got ADHD, and his IQ is 96. 
And the one with 46 has gotten a lot of essential tremors. And even last year, the one with 96 was saying, well, how can you keep shaking? And I says, oh, sometimes people just do. And so we kept on playing our games and stuff. Um, so it's like, you know, how do I manage, keep things smooth between the kids <clears throat> in their various abilities? And are there, are your children, are their parents with them when they come to you for Christmas? They're my grand, they're grandkids. Right. So where are their parents? Well, they're both single moms. So, right, but do they come with the kids? Are they there? Well, they'll be they'll be helping out, but I just you know my nervousness about the spread and their abilities and you know. Well, I mean, I I I don't know that that's up to you so much as it is up to you to talk to their you know your 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 daughters about you know how best to you know manage all of this like what are the things that they like to do what are the things that they're able to do how do your daughters handle it when there's any kind of you know issue at home so that you can use the same language the same behaviors so things are as calm as possible yeah so so it's all about having the conversation with them in this uh, week and a half before christmas um, where you say okay so you know what works for you guys right you know how i want to make this as pleasant a visit for all of us so what kinds of things would you like to do? You know, how, uh, how do you guys handle different, you know, discipline or, or behavior or therapeutic issues that you guys are dealing with? You know, how can I be a, a supportive part of that? You know, really having those conversations that, that really plan ahead for what's going to work. And you don't have to figure it out by guesswork. You know, they're doing this every day. So it's a matter of listening to them and deferring to what their suggestions are for, for dealing with the special needs that, that each of their children have. Now, it, you know, it, it's also saying here that you're, you're, you're recovering from, from alcoholism, and God bless you. If, if you're concerned, it also says on the board here that it makes your husband uncomfortable when you, when you talk about, like, the grandchildren coming. This is going to be important to kind of pre-plan how to keep you feeling your best self and able to handle everything going into it. You know, are you going to daily meetings leading up to Christmas so you get the support you need? Are you dealing with somebody who can really help you, your sponsor who can help you through all this? And even how to have those conversations with your husband so that you're both in a place where when the day is over, you're coming out of it as as calm and as put together as you possibly can under difficult circumstances. But in terms of managing the actual holiday visit, it's really all about finding out what they need from you. And this, by the way, listeners, goes for all of you tuning in, not just for uh, Teresa, uh, but but for everybody. You know, if if you've got grands coming, you know, for the visit. Yeah, you, even any, if, or you know, there's family. no particular extra challenge on top of the fact that you're having people come and visit. You know, just having that conversation with everybody beforehand to say, hey, what what, what would it what would you all like to do while you're here? What, what, can we, how, what can we do to make this a time where we're all getting along well, we're all having a good time, you know, where we get out of this holiday visit, this holiday break, you know, what we all need to get out of it. And I just can't recommend highly enough you all having those conversations with your people um, in this In, in a this really week positive, yeah. moving forward, <clears throat> excuse me, we all want to have a great time together way. You know, and sometimes there there are things that you can do 
to make like smaller children more comfortable you know do you have coloring pages for them available do you have a place where they feel comfortable and safe so if the meal goes on longer they're doing something you know can you talk at the table and continue to color with them or play a game with them have you checked in to see what everybody can eat so that you're not working yourself to death for something that people are going to turn up their noses at because there's a food issue all of those things that say i love you i want you to feel welcome in my home i want us to have a great experience that's just being a good host or hostess we have a tendency to put that by the wayside because we figure oh it's family it'll just come together i i know these people my whole life it's fine but when we can actually just put that courtesy and consideration out there and do that planning ahead of time and say hey you know if the kids get overwrought i you know i you can you guys can go into this room and calm down or feel free to let me know you need to take them out for a walk or we all need to be able to to take good care of each other but the point is that you don't have to think of all that yourself right? right it's about having the conversation with your daughters about what they need uh and what their children need so that the visit can be good for all of you all right, thanks so much for the call, Teresa. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate. Once you have those conversations, don't hesitate to call us back. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Our show today is titled Bad Connection as we talk about unhealthy relationships. Um, and, it, you know, whether that person that you're, you're thinking of when I mention unhealthy relationships is a spouse or a friend or a family member, the fact is, you know, God calls us to cooperate with his grace to try to make those relationships healthier. Um, but when we can't, we need to set boundaries on those relationships so that we can first call attention to that wound um, and make it easier to address and heal. Or if that doesn't work, then, you know, set, set the kind of boundaries that prevent that infection, so to speak, from spreading to the rest of the body of Christ or becoming worse in some way. So let's talk about what that means for you. And for the people that you care about, if they're in an unhealthy relationship, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. You know, and again, you know, it's the importance of choosing our relationships well and making sure that they're healthy. As we were talking about at the very beginning of the show, the theology of the body reminds us that healthy Christian relationships are meant to be rooted in what St. John Paul called mutual self-giving. That is the idea that everybody in the relationship is truly committed to working for each other's ultimate good. And secondly, that the focus of those relationships is really helping each other become who God created you to be in this life and get into heaven in the next. That's especially true for marriages, but it's really true for all relationships that a Christian has. You know, the, the people that we associate with either help us, as the proverb says here, become wise and draw closer to God and become more of the person God wants us to be, or they don't. <laughs> and if they don't, we need to really look at why and what can be done, if anything, to heal that relationship, to make it stronger and healthier, or... If not, then set boundaries on it so that we don't become uh, companions of, as Proverbs says here, companions of fools and suffer harm as a result. Yeah, we don't want to suffer harm. And, and you keep saying, you know, so it doesn't spread to the greater body of Christ. And what we mean by that is it doesn't 
make you less than you should be. It doesn't spread to your loved ones and wreck family gatherings, caused pain in the family. And it doesn't spread to the larger community where the witness that this person is giving to the world is one of chaos and harm. So it really is important for us to pray, ask God what he wants us to do about these relationships and ask him for the courage to walk with him to help bring health and well-being and holiness into that person's life, into that relationship that you have so that he can, God can have a way in, a door in to that situation and into that life. 877-573-7825. The show is called Bad Connections today on More to Life as we talk about those relationships that maybe aren't as healthy or as fulfilling as we'd like them to be. How can we work on those relationships? How can we tell if we need to set boundaries in a, in a particular relationship? If someone we care about is in what we think is an unhealthy relationship, how do we support them? All those questions are fair game today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877 7825. When we come back, more with your calls. Stick around. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Father Benedict Groeschel. I want to welcome you, if you're not familiar, with the wonderful world of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What will America become if it makes it impossible for the Holy Spirit to work here because of untruth and self-indulgence and paganism? This is not just a nice discussion of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because I'm going to discuss what happens when people make it impossible to be prudent, just, or honest, or brave, or courageous, or reverent. When people make that impossible, what a terrible thing they do not only to themselves, but to our society. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org a rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and our show today is titled Bad Connection, as we talk about unhealthy relationships or, you know, the unhealthy parts of a relationship that we'd like to strengthen, but maybe aren't sure how. 
877-573-7825. Or if you're listening to the More to Life podcast, you can still shoot us your questions via email. The address is questions at moretoliferadio.com. That's with the number two questions at moretoliferadio.com. Let's talk right now with Vivian, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska. On Spirit Catholic Radio. Hey, Vivian, welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Spirit Catholic Radio. Hey, Vivian, welcome. Uh, and also, please t- oh. turn down your radio because uh, you're, we're getting feedback from the delay. Yeah, you're going to hear us on delay. It's going <laughs> to mess you up and confuse you. So as soon as you turn that down, we'll be crystal clear and we can hear what's going on with you today. What's your question for us, Vivian? Okay, I'm have you I'm driving, so I've pulled over and I turned off my radio and I have you just on my phone as opposed well, to Awesome. You're so good, what, you're crystal clear. What's your question for us? I'm clear now. Good. Okay. Yep. Um I just really am enjoying your show. I've never heard it before. So Oh, well, um, welcome. Anyways, yeah, it's wonderful. And I a couple of years ago had a falling out with my two sisters um over some stuff that went down, and I found the only boundary I could really set was to just distance myself from their them altogether. They live in different cities than I do, so it's kind of easy, and I'm just not really sure that that's the most Christian way to handle our problems, and I don't know. I just I feel comfortable not dealing with it and i'm just i feel a little guilty that it's so, so so at this point i'm just curious i mean if 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 you were going to have any kind of relationship with them would you have the opportunity to i mean would they be receptive to you know phone calls or texts or emails or even visits or whatever at this point like what you know how bad is it um well First of all, I created the the distance, so I mm-hmm. I could only assume they would be willing to take it back me okay. back. But if not, I I don't know that. For, for was sure. this a particular thing that happened that 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 you know kind of caused the estrangement, or or was this a pattern of, of yes. problems in the family that? No, well, the patterns in the past have always been there six and eight years older than myself so there's always i've always been the little sister that just sort of went with the flow i never really was uh i don't know i never felt like an equal participant in the family dynamics so uh two years ago my the older sister's daughter passed away and Mm. i she asked me to come and be with her when she was chronically ill and uh, my her mother, my sister, didn't like that. And so mm. it was just a really awkward position. And as soon as my niece passed over, I chose to just distance myself. And I didn't care for how they handled it, but I realized they both chose to handle it the way they felt best. And I just okay. was just in a disagreement. So that's what it was all about. And then the other sister, she continued to keep a texting odd phone call relationship with me for a couple of years until last March and I told told her my side of why I was distancing myself mm-hmm. and she was just not responsive to that and basically then she chose not to keep in touch with me anymore. 
Okay. So, so a couple of thoughts, um, and I'm sorry that, that, that you went through that painful experience with your sisters. Um, so I want to, I want to address two things. Um, one, you know, how do you know what kind of boundaries to set in a relationship and, and, and also to what end? I mean, you know, a lot of times we make emotional decisions, and I think you feel guilty about this because this was an emotional reaction more than a thought-out kind of prayerful decision about how to respond to this. Um, and, you know, it, you know, the things that you're describing were hurtful, um, and it was an awkward and painful situation to be in, and then there was a lot of grief around the, 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 the loss of your niece. Uh, um, but um, when we do anything, when, when we address something, Okay, it's good to have some kind of goal in mind. You know, not just a compl not just a criticism or a complaint. Not just to say, "Well, I was really unhappy with this." Um, that's kind of what a friend of mine calls a dead fish. It's like where somebody kind of walks in the room and just throws a dead fish in the middle of the floor, and it stinks everything up, and everybody stares at it. And they don't know what to do with it, right? So if I just say, "You know, I'm not happy about this," you know, or "I was I was frustrated about this," it, it, it nobody knows what to do with that. What we really need to do is kind of lead with, you know, moving forward, I really need X, Y, or Z from you, you know, or in order for us to have a better relationship, I need to see A, B, or C, you know, are you willing to work on that with me? So it's good to start with a goal in mind and, th and that, that applies these, and then that helps us set the kind of boundaries we need to set, right? So if that person isn't willing to work on us to do those things, to make the relationship healthier or stronger, then we kind of ask ourselves, well, especially when it comes to family members, um, what kind of boundaries do I need to set that would allow me to have some kind of relationship with this person but not, have the sp not to have to spend the rest of the day putting myself back together again, right? You know, so maybe I can't spend a weekend with them, but maybe I could, you know, see them for an hour someplace. Maybe I shouldn't go over to their house because that creates a lot of drama, but we can meet at a restaurant. Maybe seeing them in person isn't, isn't going to work, but you know, I can keep up some kind of a texting or email relationship with them or social media relationship with them. You know, so it's, it's, it's good. Now, you know, there are some people who are just so toxic that you know, any contact with them at all um, results in them sinning against us and us getting sucked into a big, big emotional uh, black hole. And if that's the case, then, you know, yes, cutting those people off is the appropriate thing to do. But, but because we're destined for communion with God, not just with God, but with, with the whole communion of saints, right? Hopefully, you're going to spend eternity with your sisters. And we can either work out those relationships the best we can now in this life, or that's what purgatory is for. <laughs> so, you know, so, so... So we might as well handle it now, because it's a lot better so than we, doing it. And now. I don't mean to say that, I don't mean to say that, you know, if you don't fix all your relationships, you're going to purgatory. That's not what I'm saying. No, all right? not at all. What I'm saying is that we're, we're, we're obliged to do what we, we reasonably well, we can. can to cooperate with God's grace. And then if other people block us, so that's on them, right? But, but if we're doing what we reasonably can to leave the door open for healing, have whatever relationship we can have with a person and still be healthy ourselves, then we should do that. So my suggestion to you would be to, number one, think about what it is that you need from your sisters moving forward to have a healthier relationship, and also what kind of contact you could have with your sisters that would allow you to have some kind of relationship but not get sucked into that black hole where you have to spend the rest of the day putting yourself back together. And if you can pray through that and ask God every day to kind of teach you how to respond to these tensions in your family. I think that that will really get you going in the right direction, Vivian. Thanks so much for the call. I hope that this will not be the first and only time you tune in, but that you'll become a regular listener of EWTN Radio and 
more to life. Thanks for tuning in, listeners. If there's more we can do to support you, come visit us at catholiccounselors.com. Have a great day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchuk. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.